Essay, speak like a native, practice with feedback, study, get creative. W, woke, period, consciously be aware what you saying. A, accents matter, stress and expression, romance, swagger. G, grammar check, conjugate the verbs, use the right verb tense. A, tengo un secreto, escúchame bien por un rato. Guess what, when you speak Spanish, it's not English, it's Spanish. So, sprinkle that swag, stop walking around posting like, yeah, you me llamo. Dude, you sound ridiculous. Your ignorance is not conspicuous. Hey, I'm speaking from experience. Not a guru who's striving for excellence. Been speaking at Espanol desde el colegio. Hey, no más monolingüe. Spanish web drip, yo soy bilingüe. And you can do it too. A part of Spanish swag, you'll see you Hey, this, 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 speak like a native. Practice with feedback, study, get creative. W, woke, period. Consciously be aware what you're saying. Hey, accents matter, stress and expression, romance, swagger. G, grammar check, conjugate the verbs, use the right verb tense. Hola, 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 everybody. ¿Cómo están? Espero se encuentren bien. Hope everyone is well. Yo me llamo Jesse Feliz y yo soy la presentadora. I'm the host of Spanish Swag. Bienvenidos. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, ¿cuál es el tema de hoy? What is the topic for today? Well, aquí en los Estados Unidos, as we approach el tercer lunes de enero, as we approach the third Monday in enero, we know here that Un día feriado, un día federal, un día festivo es para celebrar el cumpleaños. It ain't cumpleaños, cumpleaños. So cumple, the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I have a dream. Él fue activista. He was an activist para los derechos civiles for civil rights, not just for his own people, but for everybody, right? And so... One thing that I'm always inspired by Dr. King and it, the reason why he's so famoso, one of the main reasons, is his use of diction. Diction is word choice. Get your minds out together. That's where we get the word dictionary, diccionario, right? Diction means word choice. He was definitely a man that was of amazing words and amazing diction. And so today we're going to be talking specifically not just solely Las palabras, el discurso de MLK, but rather we're going to be talking about the power of using dichos, sayings, and learning them in conversation, um, as well as like learning how to correctly translate or how to rather memorize and implement a correctly translated quote from your own language or from a different language into the Spanish language so that you can practice it. And continue to develop and grow and speak with that swag. And so when we're talking about dichos, everybody say it after with me. Los dichos. Los dichos. Dichos significa sayings, right? And it also, más o menos, means like a proverb, right? In la Biblia, in the Bible, you have los proverbios. Like that's the title. But like how we have synonyms, sayings, refrains, um... Quotes, different things. A quote is more más específico de una persona. But, you know, it's still the same concept of it's a saying and that has already been known, culturally shared, passed down, or something that I have read from a text or maybe I saw something on Instagram that resonated with me. Some set of words that we use that are not necessarily our own words, but because they resonate with us and especially they resonate for that specific moment in time, we employ them. 
So we're talking about dichos, citas. Repeat after me, everybody. Citas. Citas. Citas son quotes. So that's going to be like when you think of a citation. Hopefully not a police citation or a driving citation. But when you have to have a text citation, right? That is when you are referring to um, the original speaker or the writer of una cita. And so a cita is a quote. So we will be... Towards the end of today's session, we'll be talking about tres citas muy importantes de Dr. King that I employ for my own self for motivation as well as convey and teach to my students. But we're also going to be looking at and listening and learning about a few dichos, other sayings that are from the Spanish-speaking world, as well as phrases that are bilingual. You know, things that have these concepts that we apply to when we speak English as well as when we speak Espanol. So, again, as we approach, porque aquí en los Estados Unidos, in the U.S., we celebrate Dr. King's birthday, el tercer lunes, es día feriado, even though some folks may not want to celebrate Dr. King, the birth of the king. Say what? That's between them y el altísimo, the most high. They ain't got nothing to do with me. I know what I do. And like I always say, as far as me and my house, we do what we do. And we honor Dr. King on this day. And so... I really thought it was a perfect time, tis the season, to talk about the power and the importance of learning los dichos y citas populares en español. Yeah! And so when I'm saying that, again, I'm talking about the phrases, proverbs, sayings. And I want to just clarify, when I'm talking about los proverbios, I'm not always talking about something that comes from a religious text. There are also cultural phrases that we attribute to certain regions of the world, certain communities, right? And they may have this universal application to all people, but normally the cadence of the dicho or the diction, the word choice of the saying, can also reflect or can also make us make that connection of, oh, this is an African proverb, or this is a Native American saying, or this is a Chinese saying, because we have certain, I don't want to just say a stereotypos, it's not like stereotypes, but there are certain attributes that we attribute, right? Attributes that we attribute. There's certain things and concepts rather, rather that we attribute to different cultures. And so again, when you are developing your second language skills, right? You are going and navigating along this bilingual lifestyle. You're navigating through this second language acquisition journey. Again, learning a language is not a one hit or quitter. No, this is a lifelong commitment if you really want to speak con swag. And even when you have developed some mastery, you still have room for growth and improvement. And that equally goes for our own American English native tongue, um, tongue, lo siento, la lengua, or whatever language is your native tongue. And even when you've mastered that language and going to another, this should be a lifelong journey. And so... The thing that's really interesting that I want to focus on is like, why? Like, before we even get to learning algunos dichos y citas, like, why? Why do we have this need for these dichos or these proverbs? And so a BBC contributor, Mark Peters, he like broke it down and he said it in such a precise, concise, awesome, size way when he said the timelessness of proverbs is comforting. I'll say again, the timelessness of Proverbs is comforting, right? And so we can even find comfort in these phrases. And I think we find a comfort because it may have a little bit of nostalgia. Maybe we heard our grandmama in them. 
using this phrase, or maybe it takes us back to another place in space and time. But we need these Proverbs because they reflect who we are. It can serve as a reminder oftentimes. And John Latham states the following, Proverbs are useful in getting ideas across because they point out that this isn't a new fad, a new idea, but rather a timeless form of wisdom that you can count on. Let me tell you a story. One time when I was just thinking about this, haha, so funny. And this is, I guess, uh, you could call it a saying. It definitely was a check yourself before you wreck yourself <laughs> moment. And you know what? I'm actually bien contenta. I promise y'all. I am really thankful para los tiempos buenos y los malos. I'm not saying I have enjoyed los tiempos malos, the bad times. But again, you got to learn. What does Oprah say? No hay fracaso, solo lesiones por aprender. You got to learn and grow. And so this is just un ejemplo of how there could be some timeless wisdom that you can count on, even if you are not in the position, the mind, place, and space to receive it. Hindsight is a great thing too. Later on in life, you can reflect back. So I remember... Um, cuando asistí a la universidad, when I attended, um, undergrad and I had an after school, well, it's not really after school. I think it was during the daytime. I had a position that, um, worked with youth that needed to, um, regain their credit. Like they were in a credit recovery program and I was a case manager assistant. And I remember my amazing case manager who I worked under, Bettina. Oh, my goodness. This woman is just so gifted <laughs> on so many platforms. Bettina, if you out there, te quiero, mi amor, mucho. Love you so much. Um, I was working for her, and me and her were working on this major presentation, PowerPoint, whatever you want to call it. And so we did our research. We collaborated, and we created this project. But whatever we did... It was on me. I clearly remember I made an error. And I don't remember if it was a qualitative error or if it was a quantitative error. But nonetheless, no obstante, nonetheless, sin embargo, um, I made an error. And I remember when our supervisor inquired about whatever this error that was made, I used the word assume. <laughs> and I was like, well, I assumed blah, 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 whatever it was. I don't even remember what all happened. Um, like precisely. But then she said, assume. And I was like, yeah. She was like, you assumed. And I was like, yeah, I assumed it was blah. And so she said, you know, you should have reached out to me or you should have verified because when you assume, you make a boop out of you and me. I'm saying boop because soy maestra, soy profesora. I'm a teacher, so I got to keep it clean, y'all. But for those of you that do not know what I'm referring to when I say the boop, Think of the spelling, A-S-S-U-M-E. And I remember her writing it out on the board, underlining, putting a circle around this part. And this is not like a straight dicho. I just wanted to set the tone. However, because she paused for the cause and made it like this for me and made it plain, I was, I still, 20 plus years later, can remember that it's not good to make assumptions. Like, seek clarity. But don't assume. Don't assume anything about anyone. And so imagine if there was, like, an official saying. You know, we here don't judge a book by its cover. But I'm just thinking, like, if there was something that used the word assume. But that's a well-used 
um, breakdown, I guess you could say, because I've been in other scenarios where people are like, really? Are you assuming? You're trying to make up out of you and me? You know, and so I can refer back to that time where my supervisor broke it down to me. And I was like, wow, that really was some timeless wisdom, right? And it's it was very powerful to get an idea across because when she was just asking me, well, um, did you assume? How did you know? And when I said I assumed, I didn't make the connection. But when she did that, it definitely pricked something on the inside of me that helped me to understand better what she was trying to convey. That's the power of a proverb. That's the power of a refrain. That's the powder of a power of an idiom. Let me check my grammar, my own speech. That's the power of an idiom. Um, that's the power of a saying, un dicho. And that's also equally the power of una cita, a quote, when used in a context that is mad relevant. So I'm asking you, like, what are some sayings you heard growing up? You know, think about some things you heard your granddad say, you heard the neighbor say, or maybe something you heard at your first place of employment, right? And now maybe you use it even with your own kids or with your own partner or with your own friends. And so one of the phrases I think about growing up that would definitely be un dicho, and we are about to learn how to say it, well, for those that speak American English, I don't know if this is what we see, say in England. I could imagine they say it, it um, with their accent, but it probably is applicable there. But I'm going to tell you how to say it. And I'm going to refer to it in English and then tell you two different ways to say it in Spanish. But I want to highlight, uh-oh, this grammar check component. All right, because again, there's power in your in learning dichos y citas en español, right? And it's it's very powerful because it helps you with your own language development. So a phrase I grew up hearing and have used myself is, let me say it the formal way, and then I'm going to say it the way that is my natural lengua materna, okay? Everything that, I didn't even enunciate the G enough, everything that glitters isn't gold. I'm saying that for all of our American Standard English uh, gurus. I do not enunciate and really stress my ending consonants <laughs> as such. So I grew up here, everything that glitters and everything versus everything. Everything that glitters ain't gold. Now, if you tell that to someone who is just now learning English, that's one that's more applicable, right? but there's still a deeper meaning to it. Or rather, it can be applied to so many different situations, but tied back still to that deep meaning, right? And so I remember trying to say that without actually doing the research to learn, well, how does this actually translate? Because sometimes you wanna, it's always great to construct meaning, but when there's like a pre-existing or a bien conocido, like a well-known dicho or statement, do your research, y'all. We are in the era of el internet, and it's nothing to just search Spanish dichos, Spanish phrases. How to say everything that glitters and gold en español. Like, you can do the searching, but nothing's just going to be given to you. You got that right. You got to actually go out there and do the work, 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 work. 
Shout out to Rihanna. And so one way of saying everything that glitters and gold or isn't gold is no todo lo que brilla es oro. Let's write that down because I think that's something that this is a, a dicho that is applicable to everybody throughout the planet Earth. Okay. So the first word is no, N-O, space, todo, T-O-D, D is in diaper. I'm not saying dog. Diapers are relevant because I got a chiquillo de año. Todo, no todo. First word, no, N-O, space, todo, T-O-D-O. Remember, can you all go ahead and underline the D? And underneath that D, write a slight little, like a little chiquitito, make a T-H. Whenever you have D entre dos vocales, D in between two vowels, it has a TH sound for us American English speakers. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not a thorough to-so. <laughs> and it's not a hardy todo, 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 todo. It's almost like I'm forming my mouth to do a D, but instead of doing do, I change it to th, th, todo. That's speaking it with swag. No swag, no todo. Con el swag, no todo. I know we can hear the difference, right? No todo. No todo. Okay? So todo se escribe T-O-D-O. Space, L-O, lo, space, Q-U-E, K. Q-U-E, you all, is not que. Stop walking around here talking about que queeris. <laughs> Stop walking around here talking about que tiempo hace. Que hora es. Now they know that's not right. You sound ridiculous. Your ignorance is not conspicuous. I play that song every week because I live by this. I ain't a guru, but I'm striving for excellence. Yeah! Right? So stop walking around talking about some quay. It's not English. It's Spanish. This is not English. I know we like to make connections. That is a natural thing. Que nosotros como los humanos, a human being, los seres humanos, it's what we do. And that's great. However, no obstante, sin embargo, do your research, you know? So let's go back to the spelling. First word, no, N-O. Second word, todo, T-O-D-O. Space, lo, L-O. Space, que, Q-U-E. Space, brilla, B-R-I-L-L-A. B-R-I-L-L-A. L-L-A. Everybody put your hands in the air. B-R-I-L-L-A. Brilla. Underline the two L's and put a little chiquitito Y. Two L's combined make the yeah, a yeah, a yeah, a yeah, 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 a yeah sound. No one say me llamo. It's me llamo. Some accents say me llamo or me llamo in Argentina. Pero dos L's make the yeah, yeah, yeah sound. Space, ace, E-S. Do not walk around saying S. Qual S to nombre? Nah, nah, boo. Last word, oro. O-R-O, oro. Underline that R. The R between dos vocales has a slight D sound. Isn't it so amazing? All these Spanish swagalicious nuggets that I'm just frying up and grilling up and sharing with you all. With honey mustard, I am not a... um. Barbecue friend. I'm a honey mustard girl. Okay, so let's pronounce it again. No, repítate, por favor. No, todo lo que brilla es oro. 
No todo lo que brilla es oro. No todo lo que brilla es oro. No todo lo que brilla es oro. Everything that glitters definitely ain't gold. O en España, digamos, no es oro todo lo que reluce. No es oro todo lo que reluce. You have to look up and do research on phrases that are relevant to you. What is relevant to you, boo? What phrases did you grow up on that you know that you utilize in your own life? Now, let's put a pause for the cause. There are some phrases, some algunos dichos that we were raised on where I'm like, you know what? Why we got to kill these two birds with one stone? Why we got to kill two birds? We couldn't have come up with any other thing. Oh, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. Isn't that another one? Or I could eat a cow? <laughs> first of all, primeramente. First things first. I don't care how hungry I am. I don't want that. I'm not trying to say that out my mouth. I get it. They're trying. It's exaggerated. So for all the literary scholars, I mean, it wasn't literally about eating a horse. Nope. I know that. But I'm just saying some stuff, that don't mean I got to continue on with that. I'm not using that phrase. Hey, right. got to kill two birds with one stone. Oh, I understand the sentiment of what you're saying, but you're also promoting the killing of two birds to accomplish your task easily versus using two stones or whatever it may be, right? If that's your phrase, if you're someone that frequently uses that phrase, you know what? Busquelo. Look it up. Try to find an equivalent for it. Now, you will not find... This is talking about your language study. You're not going to find. You'll never find no one in this lifetime to love you like I do. You'll never find no one in this lifetime to love you like I do. It's one of my favorite reggae songs. Just thought about that. You're never going to find um, each and every single word to transliterate as such. Right? Even when I say everything that glitters ain't gold, that's my common vernacular. Or if I want to say everything, everything that glitters isn't gold in a more standard fashion, it may not be literally every single word for word that you find, right? There are different ways of saying and conveying the same meaning. Nonetheless, so many of these dichos son bilingües. In the sense of, while they have an origin in American English-speaking communities, they may have a universal principle um, in the language of a different community. And so as a result of that, it may be common enough where it can be equally translated, or it already has been translated, or it's already stated in their way. Because you have to realize, it's not only you learning words, there's also a way of speaking the language. The way in which the language is utilized to reflect the people they don't be in el lenguaje right you know so it's muy importante that you process this and that you recognize la importancia de utilizar los dichos right y las citas I am Dr. Kami Anderson and I'm asking you to be a part of my hashtag Black Linguistic Army by joining me at Bilingual Brown Babies. This is a fully online language program for Black emphasis families and I'm hoping that you will join me. That is on Instagram at Bilingual Brown Babies or on the web www.bilingualbrownbabies.com. Hasta pronto!
So let me talk about one of my favorite phrases in Espanol. One of my favorite dichos, uno de mis dichos favoritos um, en español, is something that I have taught my students, my kindergarten students, and you are about to listen to them say it. A few of mis um, alumnos, they have learned this phrase, and they speak it with swag. This is a phrase where I'm like, look now, I ain't playing no games. You're not going to come to me sounding redonkulous and mispronounce this phrase because this phrase is applicable to you right now. I don't care si tú estás en kinder or tú estás en el quinto grado, fifth grade, or if you are a grown adult, right? Living your life like it's golden, whatever is your situation, this is applicable to all of us. And if it isn't, I don't know how your child rearing went. All right, and so the phrase is, no hay atajo sin trabajo. No hay atajo sin trabajo. Repeat it after with me. No hay atajo sin trabajo. Let's write that down. No, N-O, space, I-H-A-Y. We record a la H silenciosa. Like we don't say hola, so we don't say hey. I, ah, 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 I. So no, space, I, H-A-Y, space, atajo, atajo. A-T-A-J-O, atajo, space, sin, S-I-N. This is not sin. Oh, she's talking about sinning. No, sin. Sin means without. Sin also can mean no. Like if you're at a restaurant and you want to say, oh, can I have the salad without um, tomatoes? Quiero una ensalada sin tomate. In English, we say, can I have the salad? No tomatoes. Hold the tomatoes. Without, no one really says without when you're ordering. Can I get a number two? No tomatoes. We normally just say no. In Espanol, you say sin, sin, okay? Trabajo, trabajo, trabajo means work, 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 work. T-R-A-B-A-J-O. Notice in the third word, atajo, and in the last word, trabajo, those two words end with J-O. Underline that J, everybody. Escribe H and write an H. J's are pronounced as H's. Let's pronounce this again. No hay atajo sin trabajo. No hay atajo sin trabajo. That means ain't taking no shortcuts. It's all about work, 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 work. You know, it's about working. For the things that you want. It's about grinding for the things that you want to achieve, right? And so I like to teach this to my students because it's like, you know what? We're not playing any games here. Everybody has something to say about you, your culture, your family, your people, your plight. Well, guess what? No hay atajo sin trabajo. We about not just setting intentions, but working towards achieving them, you know, turning those things real, making these things realize, okay? And so, no hay atajo sin trabajo. Let's go ahead and take a listen to some of my amazingly talented young black and bilingual queens and kings as they state the phrase, no hay atajo sin trabajo. 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 
I just love my babies. They're just the bomb.com. I'm so thankful. Estoy bien agradecida por todo ellos, for all of them, because I know that without them, I would be looking kind of cray-cray right now. So I want to refer back to this phrase, no hay atajo sin trabajo, right? We just listened to the Chiquitos expressing this phrase and speaking with swag, no? The actual translation of this quote is, shortcuts don't help in the long run. But you know how I get down. If you don't know me, if this is the first time you're tuning in, um, bienvenido, welcome to you. But I got a remix. I remix just about everything I do because I got to make it flow for me. And so the way that I like to teach it, and estoy um, tocando los bangos, no hay atajo. Sin trabajo. Ain't taking no shortcuts. It's all about work, 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 work. Hit it. Hey, no hay atajo. Sin trabajo. Ain't taking no shortcuts. It's all about work, 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 work. I am all about that. So no hay atajo sin trabajo. Ain't taking no shortcuts. It's all about work. I use this phrase to keep me both humble and motivated when I'm feeling all up in my feelings, when I'm all up in my feelings. And then my students are able to make connections with this. Like we can say, how does this apply to your life? No hay atajo sin trabajo. And they're like, well, when my mama tells me I need to do my homework, but I want to be playing Roblox instead. But then later on, I'm trying to scramble, but then I'm tired. And then the next day, my teacher's like, ¿Dónde está la tarea? I can't entregar la tarea. Turning your homework. And then I'm like, ah. Because I was scrambling at breakfast time, trying to eat my oatmeal and rush. Like, I had a student tell me this exact situation. Y ella está en el, el tercer grado. She's in third grade. I'm like, man, you got it. And I was, so then what do you do with this dicho? Remember, this is timeless. It's, it's, it's this timeless sense of comfort, right? And it's, some, it's timeless wisdom that you can count on. So it's not enough just to recognize, oh, how does it apply? But then what are we going to do with this, right? And so then the student's like, yeah, I need to just do my homework when I'm supposed to do it in the first place. And I can avoid all of that. Oh, Wish some adults understood that, right? So boom, like a NATO way. Be making circles like a figure eight. I mean, literally, the best part about this is it is this boomerang effect. Not only can you use this for your own self or in tu casa, cuando tú estás hablando con un espanolante, when you're speaking with a Spanish speaker. Now, don't just walk around and walk up to someone, hola, ¿cómo está? Eh, no todo lo que brilla oro. If you did that in English, somebody would be like, huh? Hey, how you doing? Everything that glitters ain't gold. They're going to be looking like, what are you referring to? <laughs> it has to be contextualized and applicable, right, for the situation. If you're having a situation with someone and it makes a connection, right, about no todo lo que brilla es oro, then inject that in the conversation. And the same way that I can start that statement, and if you are an American English speaker, and if I say everything that glitters, whether you were raised on hearing isn't gold or ain't gold, right? And also, I details are also generationally. So I'm not going to make the assumption, right? I'm not going to assume, as I shared with you earlier, that everyone knows that. Pero this is like a universally well-known dicho 
at least in Los Estados Unidos. So the same way that I could say, hey, everything that glitters, and then a lot of people around me would say isn't gold or ain't gold. That same natural occurrence happens in Spanish. So please, you want to use these dichos, and we're going to start talking about some citas shortly, in contexto, and the same thing, that 808 boomerang effect. You start it, you throw it out there, no todo lo que brilla, and they respond, is oro, right? And so that same connection between language and culture and this concept of these proverbios and these sayings, it's almost like it serves as like the mortar to the bricks of our conversation. How can I help this um, stick better for you to lay this understanding a little bit better? Because sometimes that's what we need. I needed my former supervisor from 20 plus years ago to break down, assume to me in the way that she did. Because 20 plus years later, it still resonates with me now. And so now I'm like, let me not make any assumptions, right? And so we also hear the phrase, como dice el refrán, como dice el dicho, which is like like the saying goes, or you know what they say. Let's write that phrase down. Como, C-O-M-O, dice, D-I-C-E, el, E-L, space, dicho, D-I-C-H-O. Como dice el dicho. Repeat after me. Como, como dice el dicho. Put it suavecito all together. Como dice el dicho. Como dice el dicho. You know what they say, right? Another phrase, and this phrase right here, you all. Whew. One of my techniques that I employ, una buena estrategia que uso yo, is to write down these dichos or citas, quotes, short phrases, not necessarily like parafos, grandes, like not really big paragraphs, but short phrases, and I write them on index cards, and I place them around um, mi oficina. I like to have words around me so I can commit them to memory, and by seeing it every day, I tell myself, you know what, if I glance at it, Go ahead and think about the phrase and then read it out loud. Go to SpanishDict.com. If there's a word that I know I am jacking up with the pronunciation, you have the internet. Use it, everybody. Go there and type in the word and listen to a native speaker pronounce it. There's no excuse, everybody. And so one of these phrases that really, like, whereas I was raised hearing, you know, Everything that glitter and gold, and I now embrace this concept, no hay atajo sin trabajo. There's another phrase that is, que es un dicho español. It is a Spanish phrase, and this one definitely serves as a reminder to me. And I think hindsight for me, especially as a Pisces, hindsight, you know, I feel like a, a wannabe guru when I on my hindsight tip. Sometimes I get so emotionally driven by whatever it is that I'm about to tackle on or to process that foresight is a little jaded. But my struggle area is that insight in the moment. And I'm going to stress the in on the word in the word insight, because in the moment, I'm not necessarily being insightful because I am all going through the motions of the oceans. But this phrase right here really resonates with me. This is a phrase that in hindsight, I am thankful for. It makes me humble. It makes me agradecida, grateful. And 
I have this phrase hanging up, but I replace some of them once I've committed a phrase to memory. I sometimes retire them and then I add a new phrase. But no, you, this is conviction right here. I need to place this phrase. I have it on uh, my desk, sobre mi mesa, but I need to actually put it up so I can look at it like I look at the other ones. And this phrase is, no hay mal que por bien no venga. No hay mal que por bien no venga. Oh, I love this right here. This is the one for the books. Like, this is that one for me. I think the overarching thing that even makes me, quien soy yo, Jesse Feliz, that does not mean que todos los tiempos son felices or son, son um, buenos, right? But this phrase right here is what keeps me grounded. No hay mal que por bien no venga. It literally means every cloud has a silver lining. That to me is something that I heard probably in school or maybe in the movies. And when I say school, as far as like in una clase de inglés, like an English class, that's not a phrase that was utilized in mi familia per se. Right? But no hay mal que por bien no venga, the Jesse Feliz remix for that is basically. Ain't nothing good. I mean, so lo siento. Ain't nothing bad that don't bring good. Ain't nothing bad that don't bring good. Right? I need to apply that phrase. Ese dicho. No hay mal que por bien no venga. I need to apply that so I can be more insightful when I'm in the moment of el tiempo malo. Because I can, like, become totally consumed by pensamiento negativo. Or negative thinking, or for mis sentimientos, my feelings about the situation. But I need to be more insightful, right? No hay mal que por bien no venga. Let's write that down. I w want to give you all this dicho, right? For your own self to practice more mindfulness in tu vida, in your life. So I can practice more mindfulness in mi vida. And so then when you have that opportunity, maybe you can be offer some encouragement. Maybe you're in a situation where you are listening to a neighbor or um, an employee or a colleague, un amigo hispano, and they're conversing with you and telling you a situation that really seems mad jacked up. Imagine you injecting this dicho, this timeless wisdom in the target language. <laughs> Ballin'! No hay mal que por bien no venga. Ain't nothing bad that don't bring good. First word, no. Wow, now I'm thinking about it. The three dichos I've given you, they all started off with no. I, H-A-Y, just like no hay atajo. Next word, mal, M-A-L. Stop walking around talking about mal. It's not no mal. Now they know that's not right. Mal, ah, ah, mal. Honor the m, ah, l, mal. No hay mal. Space K, Q-U-E, por, space P-O-R, bien, B-E, sorry, lo siento, that's the sound in English, Spanish, B-I-E-N, space no, space venga. No hay mal que por bien no venga. No hay mal que por bien no venga. Inject that dicho into your life. Inject that dicho into the lives of your children, to your neighbors, to your sister, your brother, your cousin, your abuelita, whoever, right? As like needed and as applicable. 
Isabel Solano from TakeLessons.com writes, When I was growing up, whenever I came to my parents with a problem, I could almost always expect their advice to begin with um, a refrán, a refrain. That's Spanish for a saying or a proverb. And that is because refrains are a significant part of the Spanish language. We use refrains often, and they bring insights, just talked about that insights, humor, and a sense of familiarity to the conversation. As a language learner, knowing popular sayings or proverbs in a language you are looking to master will put you ahead of the game, and it will increase your fluency and comprehension. She just said everything what I was just trying to convey to y'all, okay? Refrains generally reflect a certain philosophy that is shared by the people they don't be in El Dicho, such as a famous African proverb of it takes a village to raise a child. And it makes sense that we're associating ese proverbio con Africa, right? With its origin from the motherland because of this communal nature of El Dicho, talking about like community and raising this concept of a village. You think of a tribe, un tribu, and the communities all working together on behalf of this individual child is not an individual child. This child is part of a larger body, la comunidad, right? Or this phrase from the Hopi tribe. Ooh, you all, this just made me. Whoop, whoop, ain't that what the amigos do? Whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm gonna find that sound effect. Whoop, whoop. Edito, edito, edito. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> I love this phrase. The Hopi tribe, um, and one of their t- phrases is the rainbow is a sign from him who is in all things. <laughs> Let me drop my pen because I'm not dropping this microphone right now. Let me say that again. The rainbow is a sign from him who is in all things. Whoop, 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 whoop. And we all know that Native American people were some of the most and are some of the most spiritually connected to Mother Earth people to walk la tierra. Okay, the earth. So it makes total sense to have this connection to the natural world in a popular saying from this tribe. Just equally as it makes sense to have this communal concept and village concept associated with un dicho africano. Because that represents la cultura. Are y'all feeling me? You understanding me? So there's so much power in learning these dichos, these citas, Right? When it comes to learning a second language, these quotes, these dichos, these proverbs, these refrains, these sayings, they serve something akin to the mortar for the, you know, to the bricks of a conversation. Be the mortar. Let these dichos be the mortar. Let la manera que tú hablas, the way that you speak Spanish, and not just the swag, right? Es, ese, speak like a native. That's twofold. It means you want to have the sound. You do not want to walk around. As I'm always saying, like, yes, Kiero, Trace, Burritos, Para, Me, Amiga. I said it, didn't I, Jen? No, I don't know what you just then said. That's not speaking like a native. So that's one aspect of speaking like um, a native. The second aspect is, hey, equally as we have in American English, Use, inject, incorporate, embed, interweave those dichos. And now we're going to talk about some citas. So dicho means like refrain or saying. This is not something that's attributed to a specific person. It may be attributed to um, a culture, like saying an African proverb, right? Or a Native American proverb. 
you know, something like that, an ancient Egyptian saying, we can have some regional or culturally specific dichos, pero, and also that are languagely bound because the language is a reflection of, of la cultura. Pero, now we're talking about citas. Citas, like we have citation in English. Citas are quotes from a specific person. Sometimes you will have citas that are anonymous. That is true. Pero por lo general, generally speaking, when we think about una cita, we think about, oh, if you're writing a paper, you need to sort, um, cite the source. Cite, cita, citar. That's all in there. You can't just be claiming uh, this, that, and a third from that, that, and that person, and you're not giving credit where credit is due. And so, en honrar, right, de Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., en, en, en para celebrar el cumpleaños de él y para celebrar el legado, the legacy de él, I want to provide you all with three amazing, amazing um, citas, quotes, that two of which I live by, right? And one that I'm so excited to be doing a duet with one of my amazingly talented students, high school students, Khalil Lula, um, in a couple days. So the first quote, if you travel to El Distrito de Colombia, D.C., you will, and if you travel to see La Estatua de Martin Luther King, you will see this quote of his written on the side of his statue, along with otras citas. But this is one of his most famous citas made before he was assassinated. And that is, La injusticia en cualquier parte es una amenaza a la justicia de cualquier lugar. I'll say it again, de nuevo. La in, la injusticia. Think about what words you're hearing. Try to make those connections before you write it down and Google search. Try to make that connection. There's a lot of cognates. Cognates are words that look and sound alike in more than one language. La injusticia. Justicia, justicia. Justice, but I'm saying injusticia. Injustice. La injusticia en cualquier parte es una amenaza a la justicia de cualquier lugar. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. These dichos or this cita, this quote, what did we learn earlier? Timeless wisdom. Timeless. You cannot put a lid and put this cita in a jar and then it's like, okay, we good. No, this is something that needs to be taught todos los días. As much as we want to have kids stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance or whatever the allegiance is for whatever country, this should be something that we pledge as human beings to recognize this timeless wisdom and to also apply it. And I'm speaking from the top on down, left to the right. La injusticia en cualquier parte es una amenaza a la justicia de cualquier lugar. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, period. Right? Another quote that I'll be using um, for my celebratory, shout out to Dr. King, with um, one of my students this upcoming week, is the following. This comes from his speech, Tengo un sueño. I have a dream. En vez de honrar su obligación sagrada, los Estados Unidos dio al negro un cheque sin valor que fue devuelto con el sello de fondos insuficientes. Woo! 
Whoop, 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 whoop. All right. Look at me saying, when the Migos. When Migos does it, okay? So, en vez de honrar. And so, the, the amazing language study about learning these quotes is that you, in addition to seeing these cognates, honrar, honor, obligación, obligation, Estados Unidos, United States, negro, black people, cheque, check, valor, value, fondos, funds, insuficientes, insufficient. You also can extract different components of the sentence and then apply it to other contexts. Once you do the translation work, which could be a simple Google search. The very beginning says, en vez de honrar, instead of honoring. I can just now extract en vez de, E-N space V-E-Z, Z is pronounced like an S, space D-E, en vez de. That means instead of. I now can learn this phrase from this dicho and then in another context, use it as such. Hey, lovely friends, it's the lovely twins. We are the authors of a lovely world adventures book series. Our books are written in our own words. And we tell our real life story about moving to Mexico and making new friends. Go to lovelypublications.com. L-O-V-E-L-E-I-G-H. P-U-B-L-I-C-A-T-I-O-N-S dot You're listening to my mommy, Jessie Feliz, on Spanish Swag. Bye-bye. So I can take that first part of the quote, en vez de, and apply it to a different scenario, right? Make a real-world connection. En vez de. I then write down this word. Remember, the Z pronounced is, has a sounds like an S. And base day instead of, and then go ahead and make a list of the phrases you would say instead of, instead of, instead of, and then learn those phrases. You know, and now you're building your language capacity. And one of the most insightful quotes that I only gained straight up, y'all. I only gained the insight that I'm about to share with you all from doing a like word study, a bilingual word study, a bilingual word study. And this quote comes from Dr. King as well. And this quote I have heard over and over again. So in English, digamos, let us not wallow in the valley of despair. And so, you know, in my mind, I always thought that as like, don't be caught up in this valley and just be stuck. Have this valley of despair mentality where you're stuck in um, damsel in distress and defeatist mentality and just stuck. Like you got to subirse. You got to climb out of that. You got to climb that mountain. You're not going to see what's at the top de la montaña if you just quedándose or not quedándose. No, quedar. You're not going to see what's at the other side of the mountain if you just stuck up in this valle. De desesperanza. That was my understanding. But you ready for this? It also was a limited understanding because I only use wallow in that context primarily. And so those translations, when I found, when I, as I, so as I was looking for the translations of the I have a king, 
as I conducted my Google search of the I Have a Dream speech by Dr. King in Espanol, I like to compare different translations because there is power in language study. So let us not wallow in the valley of despair. One translation says, No nos hundamos en el valle de la desesperación. No nos revoquemos en el valle de la desesperanza. Right? Let's not get stuck up in this. Don't get down in the dumps. Undirse comes from that to not be down in the dumps, to lose heart, to get depressed. Don't become dispirited, downhearted. That sentiment I understood, and that's how I've been applying it to myself when I'm in my feelings or when I'm like down and just like downtrodden and I'm like, oh, I can't do this and all that because that is a reality for a lot of people. I'm going to say it's a reality for me. Sometimes it's a time. Sometimes it's a minute. Sometimes it's an hour. It may be a few days. It may even be for a season, but I can't go that long. I got to, because I look at my ancestors. I keep mi ofrenda. I know some people celebrate El Dia de los Muertos and they turn up for that season. I keep like pictures of my people up with different little of my own versions of relics and things to keep me inspired year long, year long. Because when I'm up in my feelings, I like to look up at them. And it's actually two shelves above from where I primarily work and sit in my oficina. And so I like to look to them and I'm like, all right, I like to look at my great, great aunt Clarabelle who graduated from Wilberforce University in 1927 as a black woman in Los Estados Unidos. And so when I'm up in El Valle de la Desesperanza, I like to look right up. I have a copy of, thank you, gracias a Dios, and thank you for my aunties for preserving it. I do not want to remove it from the frame because I don't know what would happen to it, but I keep a copy of her um, college degree, her diploma, Clarabelle Griffin. This is my granny's auntie. And I keep a picture of her with my granny cuando era chiquita, when my granny was a little girl. I keep that right there to keep perspective, to stay humble, and to grind and still stay humble, but not to be caught up in the valle de, de la desesperanza. However, let me, let me put you up on some game, y'all. And maybe you already knew this. So maybe you're like, Jessica, I already knew the other context of the word, wallow of the verb. Okay. Shout out to you, boo-boo. I'm trying to get on your level. Pero another translation said, for that, let us not wallow in a valley of despair. The ending was still the same, en el valle de la desesperanza. But the let us not wallow part had no nos deletemos. No nos deletemos. And when I was reading it, I was like, oh, I'm thinking, oh, that was a mistranslation. But lo and behold, when I looked up the word wallow, wallow not has another meaning. Wallow is also a practice of animals. It's a comfort behavior. Behavior. It's a comfort behavior during which an animal rolls about in the mud, water, or snow. Think of a polar bear wallowing in the snow. That polar bear is not wallowing in the snow uh, acting like bitter Bonisha, right? Or bitter Bob. That is a sense of comfort for that polar bear. Or a pig wallowing up in the mud. From our perspective, we're like, oh, you look at that pig up in the mud. That pig is like, whatever, dude, I'm doing me, boo, do you. But then how do I make that application? I ain't no pig. I ain't. Y'all, when I was like my freshman year of college, I was all like extra pro-black, like trying to create my own source of, of being a neo-black panther. Like you couldn't tell me nothing about stuff. So I clearly remember if someone said this to me, you know, like I said, such as an animal wallows 
as comfort behavior in the mud, water, snow. I can see myself. I ain't no pig up in no mud. I ain't no polar bear up in no snow. I could already imagine myself. Naive, young and dumb, thinking I'm getting crunk and getting upset. I mean, I still, you know, that youthfulness is amazing because you have this energia that's like, don't start, no stuff, won't be no stuff. Yeah! Pero, let me step outside of time so I can gain some insight into some timeless wisdom that MLK bestowed upon us all. No, no, deletemos, deletemos. Think about delight, deletemos. Don't take pleasure while you're in the valley. Now, hold up. I'm supposed to be content and thankful, humble, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we ain't taking pleasure that you in this valle when we know it's something at the top of that montaña. And maybe it's not even at the top of that montaña. Maybe you think you're doing that just to go down and then enter another valle, just to climb up otra montaña. No nos delatemos. Stop rehearsing whatever has had you down, trotting up in el valle. De la desesperanza. Esperanza is hope. I got to say it right. Esperanza is hope. Esperanza, la esperanza is waiting. La desesperanza is the opposite. Without hope. Without the ability to wait. Because you are so consumed and caught up in whatever is going on. Whatever misfortune. Whatever offense. Whatever situation that you've done to yourself. Someone's done to you. Or there's the thinking and the feeling of that, this, and the third. You have to move on and let go. You got that right. And not find delight in the rehearsal of it. To not get caught up in the dumps. All of us are up in different valleys and up on the mountain in different situations, in different seasons, places, and times in our lives. Right? Pero such insight that the king shared with us. No nos deletemos en el valle de la desesperanza. This is what I'm talking about when I'm saying like the power of words, of diction, of word choice, of learning these dichos and learning citas, whether it's in your native tongue. And this is Spanish swag. We're all about learning how to speak Spanish como un nativo, como una persona nativa as a native speaker. And so I just want us to be mindful that there's so much power in languages and learning different aspects of the language, because remember, it reflects the people. And on a final note, I want to share with you um, a quote, una cita, a quote from Dan MacDougall. He says, Dichos or proverbs provide an authentic insider's view of culture and provide a snapshot of other cultures that allows for a more thorough understanding of both language and culture. Period. A th more thorough. A more thorough. And it allows... That to me is the mortar. That's the power of dichos and citas and MLK. Oh my! Lions and tigers and bears. Dichos y citas y MLK. Because that brother had so many citas and wise words, y'all, for real. Again, you know I always let you know, don't come up here with any malas vibras. I'm only accepting Buenas vibras, good vibes. I do not need anyone saying, well, he did that and that did that. And, uh, 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 uh. Actually, you can say that. Do you, boo? Pero no hay mal que por bien no venga. I'm going to refer back to that. Ain't nothing bad that don't bring good, right? There is so much good that we are even the benefactors of today because of the words, the diction, 
you know, the wisdom, the timeless wisdom that MLK and so many countless others have bestowed upon us. So I just want to encourage everyone as you continue along this second language acquisition that do your research and learn dichos, right? Learn these expressions and whatever motivates you, whether it's if it's like a Bible verse or if it is a famous quote from an author of yours or maybe it's an excerpt from a text or from a speech or something you see in linea, look for the translation online. Use your online references, wordreference.com or spanishdict.com to make sure you are pronouncing the word correctamente, right? And then start injecting it in your own life, in your own conversations, con tu familia, entre tus amigos, en su trabajo, in your work, with other people, and it just will just, it just will just, I promise you, it will just invigorate the conversation and it will most definitely provide that mortar for the bricks of this conversation in the target language. So I send all of you nothing but love, peace, light, and happiness. And I'm going to say Feliz Dia de Dr. King Jr. in advance. Bendiciones a todos ustedes. Thank you all. Gracias a ustedes. And remember, no hay, gracias a ustedes, no hay atajos sin trabajo. Ain't no shortcuts. Everybody's like, oh, I'm going to become a perfectly native speaker in three months tops. Okay. Okay, boo-boo. You do that. Okay, boo-boo. <laughs> it's a process. It's a journey. It's un camino. All right. And I'm happy to be right along this camino con todos ustedes. All right, amigos, que tengo una semana muy buena. Bendiciones. Cuídense mucho. Please take care. Remember, wash them hands underneath them nails por 20 segundos más con jaboncito with soap. Y nos vemos pronto. Ciao. Hola, everybody. Hablo Jesse Feliz. I'm the host of Spanish Swag. Follow me online. Let's keep the conversation going at Jesse Feliz Plus on TikTok and on Instagram. Y búscame. Look for me on YouTube by typing in Jesse Feliz. You can learn more about me, la manera de mi enseñanza, how I teach, and you can also get tons of free content online. So sígame en línea en mis redes sociales y nos vemos pronto. Chao.